guys, and welcome to the Bite of D&D podcast, where we take chunks of content and kind of flavor it for your world and campaigns. My name is Micah, and sitting across from me is my co-host, Zach, and today we will be discussing Warforged and what exactly they are. Yeah, so the Warforged are a race. Right now, they are in the Unearthed Arcana, which, if you are unfamiliar with that, it is the playtest playground of wizards, and... um it's just an exciting place to kind of grab new and unique content that may never really see the light of day. You never know, it might. Um, but Warforged are an interesting race. Uh, they were designed as part of the Eberron um, setting, which, if you don't know, is kind of interesting. It was originally a homebrew setting that got canonized, if you will, as an official Wizards of the Coast setting. So it's a kind of a cool place. And these Warforged are a race that uh, was designed specifically for that world. They're made of metal and wood, and originally they were created in a time of war to be uh, soldiers. However, over time, these creatures gained a sentience, and I think that's a good distinction to make, is that Warforged are not constructs. They, yeah, they, they really have their own uh, internal intelligence uh, given to them by magic. Um, whether or not they have a soul uh, is kind of up for debate, but they can be resurrected. Um, so, and, and obviously you can't have a player race without giving them some sort of some sort of freedom. Yeah, uh, freedom free of choice. choice. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of where we're at with these guys. So let's uh, let's explore what putting them into your world might look like, how to bring Warforged into your campaign setting. Um, let's just start with what does putting Warforged into your setting imply about your campaign? Uh, well, first and foremost, if you're going to have Warforged in your campaign, there needs to have been a certain amount of technological progress uh, in the world. Uh, now it, it is important to note that these are not robots. Yeah, it, you're not. You don't have computers. There's not machines everywhere. But there does still need to be some sort of technological, some sort of magical advancement that your civilization has made, because it really is a a definitive point in the turning of a a setting when automatons and things like that. Are yeah, you should be looking. You should be. If you're if you're okay with Warforged, arguably you should be okay with firearms. Am I correct? Uh, and everyone's gonna have a different opinion, but I would agree with that. In fact, if I were to have a Warforged in my campaign, I would also probably bring in artificers. Which, if you guys are interested, we can do something on them as well. That's another unearthed arcana. Uh, That's a class, class, yeah, available to players. Um, but I would probably bring them into my game as well, just because I feel like they go hand in hand with the Warforged very well. Yeah, and and the idea of a tech world, you have to again. We're not talking about computers necessarily. These are more clockwork in certain ways, and they are even though they are sentient. But I think that you have to really stop and think before you put them into your world, because this isn't like 
taking out or adding in kobolds to your world where you can do that and it doesn't affect the rest of the world at large for the most part. Um, you can just quietly slide them in, quietly remove them, and and your general fantasy world doesn't really change. The setting of, of a D&D setting doesn't really change that much. The, the capabilities and the knowledge of the rest of the world doesn't change that much. Um, with this you are saying something about your world by allowing this race to be played. And you really have to stop and think, do I want this stuff to be said about my world? Do I want my players thinking about technology in my D&D game? Or do I want to keep it just a, a fantasy medieval setting with magic? And one of the advantages of bringing them in, because we, we have really hit on you need to think about what it is you're wanting to do with your game before you bring them in. But one of the advantages of pulling them in is it allows you to start asking some more of those philosophical questions. It allows you to, to present quest hooks and things for, for some more interesting role-play heavy scenarios for your players. Yeah, that, there's not going to be... If a player plays an elf, they probably just assume or are going to assume for the most part that an elf is an elf is an elf. And they're going to have some sort of natural origins, probably created by a deity, yada, 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 formed with nature. With a Warforged, your player should be starting to ask from the very beginning, how were the Warforged created? Who created them? What, what was that civilization like? What was that person like? And those are more interesting, internal, unique questions. And that's awesome. Do they have souls? I mean, that's a great question that you can let your players explore throughout your campaign. It can also naturally bring you into conflict. I mean, are they really sentient? Mm -hmm. How do we know someone's not still controlling them? And are they undermining our society so they can take over? There's a lot of things you can do with that that is going to naturally breed distrust with other races, and you can use that exactly. as, as a foil to something else in your game. Yeah, and it's also important to say that if you you should be prepared if you do allow uh, Warforged into your game, you should expect them to be played. Um, this is a unique class. Uh, that's uh, part of the reason that I think, uh, there's, there's other reasons, but that's one of the big reasons why we haven't seen it in a book yet is because this is something that is just going to leap off the page when the player sees, oh, I can play uh, an elf, a dwarf, a human, a, a halfling, oh, and a warforged. Hold on a minute. And you should not be surprised if you allow that as a race for half your players to show up on the first day with Warforged characters just because it is interesting and it's not something that they always get the opportunity for. Uh, and it also presents a challenge to you as a DM. And if your players are all interested in doing that, if you if you want to allow it, how do you explain that in the game? What were they all created around the same point in time? Do they have a similar set of goals? What is it that they would be going after? Because a Warforged goals could be very similar to a, any other humanoids out there. I mean, they, they did gain sentience. Or are they trying to pursue, you know, what really happened to them? Are they still somehow being controlled or manipulated by some other some other force? Yeah, there's a lot of back-end world building that you probably want to start thinking about when you introduce the Warforged. You need to have an idea of, at least I would say that you do, uh, what kind of, who created them? What does that person look like? Um, cause these are questions that the, uh, players are going to ask. They're going to ask, 
Are these characters designed for an evil purpose, or were they just designed to be troops that saved the lives of, of actual living people during a time of war? I mean, like, those are interesting questions. I think there are questions that deserve to be explored, and you, as a DM, should have at least some answers to those questions. And I think that that's, that's going to be a really exciting thing. I think you're going to find a lot of potential quest hooks, a lot of uh, great ideas for a story threads uh, throughout all of that. So yeah, quest hooks. That kind of brings us into how are you able to bring these Warforged into your game? And I think it's important uh, to note that you don't want to change a whole lot about uh, the Warforged as they're presented because that, that really is the defining characteristic of these guys. Um, so there, we have a couple different ways. One is a way that you can establish your world uh, so that automatons and the Warforged are already kind of present. And the other is a way to kind of introduce them in a world that you are already running um, so that you can introduce them in a way that doesn't disrupt um, yeah. the rest of your game. Exactly. So uh, if, you're, if you're looking to start something up, uh, my kind of idea was that you have this capital city that kind of rises naturally around this vault that they uncover that is filled with these constructs. And uh, after some investigation, some deciphering of these ancient texts and glyphs and things, they're able to activate them and start putting them to use in building this city. And after, you know, like a hundred or so years, they are the established order. They are the center of power in this region. Um, and then one day out of nowhere, uh, this asteroid kind of comes down and smashes a big hole in the city and, and causes quite a bit of damage. And at the same time, uh, the constructs begin to act kind of odd. They start saying no to orders. They start to wander off and do their own thing. They begin questioning people. And they kind of start to become self-aware. And that is the introduction of the Warforged as their own thing, as opposed to just being these constructs. And that kind of leads you into... Uh, how, why did this happen? What is the the significance of this asteroid? Um, how is this going to affect the rest of your your world? What are those uh, ramifications across the rest as the capital kind of falls into disarray as the, the all these contracts they use to hold on to power sort of just leave? They do their own thing, um, and this is a way to to. Give your, your players some quest hooks, allow them to play a Warforge, and, and start things out with a problem for them to solve. Yep. And then, so another way that you can do it is um, if, if you're looking for a way to integrate them, maybe maybe as a, a small way to allow for a playable character, or maybe you just want the race in your world, but you don't necessarily want a playable character. So something that you could do is, uh, well, well, my idea would be to have a wizard's tower that has sank into the sand over countless centuries, becoming completely buried. And recently this compound has been um, rediscovered uh, and dug up. Inside, the wizard, of course, has succumbed to age, and his bones lie in the study. He's, he's long gone. What's left behind are his servant constructs, and time and arcane influence has granted them intelligence, allowing them to become these war-forged creatures, and they don't welcome visitors. So what you have here is 
basically a dungeon where Warforged are the thing that players encounter. And maybe at the end of the dungeon, you allow them to have them as a playable race. Maybe not. Um, but it's just a quick little thing that gets players to think. And may- this is a way that you can say, hey, Warforged are a part of my world, but they're not a big part of my world. And that's a good way to have that. And so, again, this kind of goes into, if you're looking to do this, uh, where can you find this information? Um, a quick Google search, uh, Warforged, uh, Unearthed Arcana should pull it up. And we'll but, go ahead and put yeah, them on the Facebook, right? Yeah, we'll have a link to that uh, on the Facebook page. Um, but there is also a, a a second version of the Warforged um, that the the original creator actually took what Wizards had put out and then he modified it into what he kind of thought that the Warforged would be. So uh, Unearthed Arcana, what they have available, you've got a, a plus one strength, plus one constitution modifier yeah. for these guys. Um, standard medium size, 30 foot movement, and then they get a plus one to their AC um, no matter kind of what uh, they're wearing. So if they have plate mail, it's 18 plus the plus one to their AC. So it'd be a 19 total. It is a total plus one to their armor class. And then finally, these guys are immune to disease. Uh, they do not need to eat or breathe, but they can do so if they choose. And then like elves, they only need four hours of light rest instead of a full eight. But kind of unique to them is that they do remain fully aware of all of their surroundings while they are sleeping. And this is a if you just look at this, and, and we're not going to go through every race or class or anything that we ever go over as thoroughly as reading line by line by line, but if you just look at this really quickly like we did, you can see that it's very basic, and I think that that's why uh, the original designers of the designer of the Warforged uh, race said, hey, I can make this better, because you look at this and you're like, I don't see a whole lot here that couldn't be a lizard folk or something like that like they can have the natural armor bonus and things of that nature so i think he looked at it and he said this is a good starting point but warforge should be unique just like any other race and so again we'll post the link to this additional one in and i really personally really like it it gives some really interesting stuff and it divine defines them as a race more thoroughly um so what are some differences what are some things that you could see uh with keith baker's warforge as opposed to the typical one uh well first and foremost i think the biggest thing is that he added in a couple of subclasses to these Mm. guys so uh warforge war were originally created in a time of war um if, if the name didn't give that away already um and when you're at war, you, you have more than one type of soldier. You have more than one type of way to uh, enhance that war effort. I mean, just within D&D, your base classes are going to include, uh, you've, you've got your fighter, your paladin, your, your mage, your sorcerer. There's plenty of different ways to go about combat. And I think that the two subclasses they provide, while small differences give them more of a sense of purpose than they would have otherwise had in the base form. So that's exactly what you want. With with that, you have uh, the scout. It is a small size. It's a a smaller unit and it gets a plus one to its dexterity. The original plus one strength plus one con is just a plus two con. And then your subclass is giving you one additional stat point. So these scouts have plus one to their dexterity. They're nimbler. They're quicker. uh, They're, they're in to get in, get out and get information back 
to uh, their their leaders. And with that, they also gain an additional five feet of movement. So they've, they've got 35 speed. Uh, your other Warforged is the Soldier. And with that, you do get that plus one to strength. And you are, are again, uh, a standard medium 30-foot movement creature. Yeah, and, and I think the only other thing... I mean, there's, there's definitely some elements other than what we're going to talk about. The only other thing that he added, which I think is... A, a, a very good add is um, a ability called integrated armor, which basically says, hey, you're going to have a higher AC right out the gate, even without having armor on that a regular like human would. And I think that that's an important distinction to make. It's going to be 12 plus your dex modifier. I don't think that's unreasonable. And then also, in addition, you can integrate a suit of armor into your body um, on a rest and that makes it impossible to remove, and it adds a permanent bonus to your stats unless you take the time to remove it. Um, and I think that that is a good amount of flavor, and that's what we're looking for here in this podcast is ways to add flavor. And this is a way that he did that um, with the class to make it feel more unique. When you're when you're playing something, you want to feel uh, a little bit special, um, and it just gives you a little bit more reason to feel like an individual. Um, now, one thing I uh, kind of looked at while we were looking at these guys that I think is a, an interesting question to you, uh, as well as I'm, I'd like mm. to see an official sort of uh, errata or answer on this, but the spell Heat Metal. Um, because as constructs, uh, these guys are, are, in my opinion, technically a manufactured object. And Heat Metal... Uh, says that uh, choose a manufactured metal object, which constructs are made of, of metal and wood, uh, and then you can essentially superheat that um, and cause uh, someone to take damage. And if they're able to drop it, um, then it'll it'll fall out their hands. But because constructs are made of this material, they have no way to kind of put that out to 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 relieve that. So. When they take damage from that, they wind up having disadvantage on their uh, attack and ability checks. And uh, I think that is a, a really kind of a terrifying yeah. prospect to, to be put into. Well, and, you know, at one hand, you don't want to make a race more susceptible to a whole lot of things than any other race. But on the other hand, allowing spells like this to have that special effect makes the world around um, the world around these constructs feel, and the, these warforged feel like it was built around them. So maybe more wizards. I think it would be natural that in a world full of these warforged, that the wizards would be walking around with heat metal in their back pocket at all times because they're wanting to throw up that defense. And I think that's a really cool aspect. It gives your world even more flavor towards having this not just a an afterthought of a race, but that they're actually ingrained into the society a little bit. I, I think allowing this also potentially allows for some interesting quest hooks, and I can post some of that to the Facebook page if, if you are interested, just because we are running a little bit short on time here. Um, finally, I think we kind of want to go into what sort of characters would your constructs be? What kind of fits that way? Yeah, so I think that the most basic would be a Warforged Fighter Champion. It keeps it clean and basic without having to get into any philosophical or theological discussions right out the bat, which maybe you don't want to have. Um, if you allow a Warforged to play a cleric, for instance, okay, so a Warforged is worshipping a deity, and that deity is 
imbued it with power. Like that's interesting. That's actually, I find that very fascinating and, and brings up a lot of questions, but do you want to answer those questions on session one? I don't know. That's up to you. Um, so if, if you have a player that's looking to play Warforged and is asking you what, what can I do that, that works within your world? You know, you can just start off with a fighter champion, grab the soldier background and you're good to go. You don't have to answer a whole lot of questions about that, but maybe there's some more that are, what would you say as a, as an option? So I know I mentioned it earlier, but I really like the idea of having artificers uh, in your world with constructs as well. And I know I've, I've mentioned them a couple times. I'll post a link to them on the Facebook page along with the construct um, because it is also an Unearth Arcana class that is available to players. Um, but essentially, they're all about uh, magical tinkering. And constructs are really... The, the perfect thing to go alongside them, especially considering some of their class features, and allows the Warforged to ask some questions about how did I come into being? Why am I the way I am? Um, how can I find out more about myself and my kind? Um, it also, if you allow heat metal in your game, like we discussed, um, it also allows you to maybe add some interesting roleplay things in. Yeah. And how do I take care of this problem? Can I enter somehow integrate a fire suppression uh, system into my my integrated armor or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it gives you some fun little tinkering things that you can do with the character. I think, finally, the, the, the last option that we're going to uh, pose to you is something that I thought of right out the gate. And again, we're talking a lot about Unearthed Arcana here, and I think that we'll delve into maybe a discussion about Unearthed Arcana a little bit and why we like it so much on a later podcast um, but there is a lot of subclasses there to be found, and I really enjoy those. And so one of them is this idea of a uh, paladin that has the Oath of Conquest, and that is an evil-flavored paladin. But for me, it works really well with the Warforged. Um, so if you're a DM who doesn't mind a ton of Unearthed Arcana game, consider a player that... Uh, takes this Oath of Conquest for an Enforcer feel, and maybe they nab the Inquisitor background from other Unearthed Arcana, and this gives uh, a, a, a Death Squad bot idea, um, making you the dark left hand of the state, something, you know, the Conquest Paladin is all about, you know, being an agent for an empire or a civilization or something like that, and enforcing its hierarchy at the world at large, and I think that that's a really cool, interesting idea for uh, a Warforge to be because they are looking for where their place is in society, where they belong, what their purpose is. And I think that a natural tendency will be to say, civilization is why I was created. So defending that civilization, promoting that civilization is what gives me purpose in life. And I think that that could be a really fascinating thing. Um, we're going to go ahead and post for our Facebook post uh, for this episode a example of a Warforged Paladin. Uh, that's going to be a really unique build. Um, go and grab it and use it as a fun NPC if you want uh, or a playable character if you like the idea so much you want to play it. And then, you know, you could also, you know, make like 12 of them and have them be this this uh, terrifying presence in the, in the king's court or in the mayor's office or something the last defense that you you as assassins have to get through to to take out this leader of the state uh, i think something like that could be really interesting 
Yep. So as always, guys, uh, if you have your own ideas that you want to share, go ahead and share those with us on Facebook. Uh, you can also give us a shout out on Twitter and uh, talk to you next time. Have a good one.